Hello, my lovely, and welcome to the ADHD Entrepreneur. My name is Carrie, and I'm your host and the chief weirdo of Carrie Out Loud. I'm so glad that you found the podcast. And as a woman with ADHD who mentors women with ADHD, I am here to help you harness the traits you contend with and show you how to work with them and not against them. So that way your business will grow and thrive with a lot less stress and overwhelm and you can have a lot more fun. So if that's your jam, you're in the right place. Let's get started. See you on the inside. Hello, my lovely, and welcome back to the ADHD Entrepreneur My name is Carrie, and I'm your host, business mentor, ADHD life coach, all that jazz. And I am so glad that you have come back. If this is your first time here, welcome. And if you hear something today that you love, feel free to share this with other people who may be in your situation who have ADHD, either uh, newly diagnosed, who have ADHD in general or in business. I switch between business and ADHD focused um, podcast episodes. And today I am focusing on something for specifically ADHD women. So if you are a woman with ADHD, you are in the right place. And I'm so glad to have you here. So one of the things, if you've been listening a while, is that you've heard me talk about community. Community is very important to us as human beings. We know this because of everything we went through over the last few years, how having our people and having community is super important. But I wanted to put a little twist on it today. And I wanted to talk about why community is important for women who have ADHD, meaning community of other women like you who have ADHD. Because even though it is very important to have community as a whole, there are a few little bonuses that come with being in community with women who are like you, who have shared experience or who are similar to you. So I wanted to go over a handful of reasons why having a community of women who have ADHD or being in community with women who have ADHD or suspect that they might, because not everybody wants to go out and get a diagnosis, but a lot of women, they tend to, I don't even know if self-diagnose is the word, but you've read all of the things that are included in ADHD and you're like, oh my gosh, (laughs) I'm a hundred percent. So if that is you, We're going to talk about why having a community of women like you is so important in real life, virtually whatever works best for you, um, but why it is so important. And of course, I took some notes here because I wanted to make sure that I hit on all of these points because they're very important. Uh, And the first one out of the gate is understanding and acceptance. Having a community around you of other women with ADHD you get to be who you are with no judgment, without judgment. We are so judged in society because we can stick out like sore thumbs. We can tend to be different. Our brains work completely different. And we're in a, a, a world that is not designed with our brains in mind. 
So it is very, very key to have a community around you that accepts you and that understands how you think the way you do, why you think the way you do. You can tell them something and you may not even know each other well, but you have that in common. There's just something so important in that communal care of other women who are like you. It doesn't mean you're not going to have friends who don't have ADHD. They're just not going to understand you quite as well. It doesn't mean they aren't going to understand you or love you as you are, but there is just a different understanding when you sit down (laughs) with another person with ADHD. There's just a slightly different understanding because they know how things go on the inside, not just the stuff that we show to the world. So that is my first reason why community of other women like you is so important. The second is sharing strategies and solutions. (laughs) This is massive, right? We all have different ways of coping. We all have different tools we've thought of. We've all had different tools we've created. We all have strategies for different ways of handling different parts of what we have to contend with when it comes to ADHD. And to have a community of women who have all these different ways of doing things, you may find something that works even better for you than what you've created yourself. That camaraderie that you have and the ability to share those strategies, share your own, get them shared with you. I tell you, I will share strategies like me being on time. I will share my strategy of how I'm on time. A neurotypical person will look at me and their eyes will just glaze over like, and that works. (laughs) I'm like, yeah. I'm like, how does it? I don't get it. I tell someone with ADHD, they're like, oh, I totally get that. This is what I do, right? So they not only get it, but they might have something that they do that may work for you as well. And that is huge. So you're sharing all kinds of different tips and tricks and strategies together in community. And these are people who truly understand why those quirky things (laughs) may work for you. And they may have suggestions to even tweak those a little bit more that may end up working better for you in the long run. So that is super important. Accountability. Accountability. It can be so challenging to do certain things when you have ADHD. And whether this isn't, this is not specifically a business episode, but I am going to bring a little bit of business into this. Um, business-wise and personally, it can help so much as a person with ADHD to have somebody to hold us accountable because we are people pleasers and we don't want to let other people down. So if we are going to do something and we tell another person and have an appointment day or a, a time where we tell them we're going to have XYZ completed, I don't care if it's laundry or you're launching a podcast, or you're launching a new offer, or you're just picking up a prescription. I I don't care what it is. If there's somebody you can have to be accountable to where you say, I'm going to do X, Y, Z, and you also add in a moment where you have to check in with that person as human beings in general, we're 95% Um, We have a 95% higher chance of finishing it, of doing it and getting it done. Even if it's like 
those impossible tasks, <laughs> like laundry, you know, dishes, all of the executive functioning things. If we say to a friend, okay, I'm going to set my clock for 10 minutes and I'm going to get as much done as I can. And then tomorrow I'm going to come back to you and I'm going to tell you what I got done. You may be more likely or probably will be more likely to do it and get it done because you know you have to tell someone else and you don't want to let them down again because we're people pleasers or at least recovering people pleasers. And in business, it can give us guardrails and that accountability. We'll have an appointment with somebody and we'll be, okay, I can be accountable because I know I have this appointment with so-and-so and I've told them I'm going to do X and Y and Z when it comes to my business. So that's just a little bit of the business piece, but it also works in the personal realm. So having somebody who also has ADHD to, to be in that with you, maybe holding each other accountable for the same thing you struggle with, um, that can be huge. So I highly encourage you that when you have uh, when you have community of other women with ADHD, that you maybe find somebody who can help you be accountable for some of the things that are, are more of a struggle with for you. And you may find that it works great for you. It may not. But nine times out of 10, I'm going to guess you'll at least get a lot more done than you thought you would if you have yourself, um, have somebody holding you accountable. The next thing is emotional support, period. You may have a therapist and a psychiatrist, or you may not have any of those things. You may have a doctor or holistic person helping you with your ADHD. But they are not always going to be able to be there to give you the emotional support that you need and having a community of women that you can call upon. So say you have a community of women and you know that you can talk to Susan about XYZ because you know she's going to understand. She's going to listen. She's going to, you know, support you and say, I get it. I understand. I know how hard that is. And then you guys can like info dump about it together, <laughs> you know, but having that emotional support is key. It is key. So whether it is in person or it is virtual, it doesn't, I don't even think it really matters. It's great to have it in person, but if you know you have a handful of people in person and a handful of people who who you have found online as part of your community. Um, you have resources in, in both in real life and in other areas. And so if you're not able to speak with one person, you have another person that, that you know you, that will be there for you and give you that emotional support you need because sometimes people who do not have ADHD do not how, know how to support you properly it's not their fault. They're not bad people. They just don't understand in a way that somebody who has the same condition as you is going to understand. Number five, increased confidence. <laughs> so being in a community where you're in with other women who are like you, who you help boost up and they help boost you up is going to help you increase your confidence in your day-to-day -day life. It's going to help you increase confidence in so many different areas because we beat ourselves up and we're in our heads all the time, right? So we have a negativity bias. I was just talking to a therapist about this. We have a negativity bias as humans and as ADHD. It is 
to the nth. And so if we have other women who we can speak well of ourselves with or who speak into us well and tell us the things they see about us that are positive, it's not about relying on external factors to tell you how great you are. You already are great as you are. But sometimes we need that little boost, that little confidence booster, that little bit of, hey, girl, I know this is hard, but you've totally got this. And then you get through whatever it is and you're like, yeah, shit, she was right. I totally got that. I totally did that. And then you get your confidence boosted. So it's boosted internally and you've had an external factor who just kind of held up a mirror for you and said, hey, I know you can do this. You know you can do this. We'll celebrate once you've done this. (laughs) That can truly boost your confidence over time because the more that you accomplish things that feel difficult, challenging, or hard, the more confident and comfortable you're going to get with being able to do those things. And that is a huge win and a huge booster of having a community of women who are similar to you, who have ADHD late diagnosis, early diagnosis, it doesn't matter. If they are in the ADHD category with you, they're going to understand and comprehend in a way that just other people won't. And I'm not saying that other people can't help you. I'm just saying there is a difference. There is a deeper, more, there's an understanding coming from a place of knowing, coming from a place of living in that same kind of feeling and body as you. We may experience it differently. Our symptoms may all be different, but we get each other in a different way. I'll, I'll give you a little side to, a little side note here, and then I'll continue on. Um, no one in my family had ever talked about having ADHD, but one of my family members I'm especially close to, and I just adore this person. And I've always just loved her and been drawn to her. And then she was the first person I told in my family that I had ADHD. (laughs) And she's like, oh, yeah, I got diagnosed a couple years ago. I was like, of course you did. (laughs) You know, it's like, it's almost like we can sniff it out, like we can smell it in other people, right? So I just thought it was really funny that the person that I turned to the most for sometimes uplifting or for, you know, talking things through sometimes was this family member. It just cracked me up. I'm like, oh, it all makes so much sense now, (laughs) you know, and it's been great to know that because, you know, I know she understands me and where I'm coming from. And that felt like a huge relief, like just to not even know that. And then there she was. So that was a huge crack up. But, you know, it it does increase my confidence when she when she's behind me on something, you know, when somebody I really care about is behind me. And even though I know I can do it, they're like, you can totally do this. There's just that little added push. That's that's lovely. Um, OK, just a couple more here. Networking. You get to network. Networking for business. Networking for, you know, creating new friendships, finding other new people to bring into your world that you go and do things with that you enjoy. Like if you love theater, maybe you'll find other friends who love theater. If you love music, maybe you'll find other friends who love music. You go to live shows. I mean, you can network with other women 
in community with you. And you may have certain things in common that have to do with business. You may have things in common that don't have to do with business whatsoever. But there you are in community together. And basically, you are networking with these women and they and, and you're getting to widen your network of people in your life. And that can't be bad because we need that support. We definitely need that support. The next one is very important, especially if you are newly diagnosed. Learning and listening to other people's firsthand experiences. I don't know how many of you have been on my Instagram, but I've been doing what's called the six series. And it's um, 10 different emotions that women feel when they first get diagnosed with ADHD. And it's six different reasons why we feel those emotions in each emotion. And by sharing those experiences, which are my experiences or experiences that other women have shared with me about how they feel about getting diagnosed, whether it's um, shame or uh, relief or hope or anger or any of those feelings, I've learned from other people's experiences and I can share my own with others and they see themselves in me. And when they share with me, I see myself in them. And having those shared experiences make us feel seen they make us feel more known. They make us feel less. What is the word I'm looking for? Less like an outcast, less misunderstood, less being told we're too big, too bold, too this, too that, because these women have been also hearing that their whole lives as well, especially if their ADHD is hyperactive. Uh, because there's inattentive, hyperactive, and both. I have both. Not everybody has both. But, you know, when you do have that hyperactive, you're told often, you're too big, you're too this, you're too that. And I have friends who are like, uh, be all of that too big to whatever, because that's what I love about you, right? Whereas other people are like, ooh, <laughs> repelled, just repelled. They just can't take it. And, you know, I learned a while back that we're not for everyone. And I used to... <laughs> I used to think that it was my job in life to make everybody like me. And then I thought a moment and I'm like, but see, I don't like everyone. Why would I think that everybody is supposed to like me? That was a really big moment of awareness. So it was great because I was able to let go of some of those people who treated me poorly that I stayed around because I was like, I just got to convince them what a cool person I am and they're going to see and they're going to get it and they're going to like me. And it's like, I let go of that shit. Because they're not for you. Those aren't your fucking people. But when you have these people in community with you and you learn from them and you listen to their experiences and you feel connected because you truly have walked in similar shoes. We're never going to be in the exact same shoes. We're all individuals, right? But man, this the shoes are going to be so similar. I can name four episodes. I've said this so many times, including my own four episodes of women who've talked about their late diagnosis that are essentially the same effing story. We're individuals, but it's the same thing over and over again. So learning from other ex experiences makes it so that you don't feel so alone. You don't feel so alone because that is one of the things we feel alone, lonely, 
like nobody understands us. Like we, nobody gets us. We're weird. We're quirky. We have a weird personality. There's something off, you know, all of the things that we've been told. And then you start hearing other women's experiences that are like yours. And all of a sudden you don't feel those things. And that goes back to the confidence. You have increased confidence because you're then like, you're like, oh, this isn't my personality. This is my neurology. And I can do so many things now that I know about my neurology to help myself and to feel better about myself and to be more confident. And the more women you're around who have ADHD, by the way, if you have it and you're just recently diagnosed with it, look around you. I'm going to bet you that those people closest to you probably either have it or have some tendencies. I laughed my butt off when I figured that one out. I was like, holy crap, <laughs> this is hysterical. They totally have similar, you know, personality quirks and traits. And those are the people who tend to come to my Instagram. And those are the people who tend to be coached by me because as an ADHD woman, I can coach other women with ADHD in life coaching so they can, you know, get through all of the feelings and emotions of a late diagnosis. Or because I've been in business for more than half my life, I can help coach with ADHD business mentorship because I've owned businesses my whole life. Some, some of them, I was completely undiagnosed and they were still successful. So we come up with these things that we're able to do. And last but certainly not least is awareness and advocacy. The more we are around other women who are like us, the more we are aware of the pieces and parts that belong to the neurology part of ADHD and what belongs to us as humans, as to our personalities and who we are. And we can spread that awareness and help other women advocate for themselves. Were it not for a few women in my life, I would not have advocated for myself and I would not be where I am now, which is diagnosed and being treated for the correct issue. So having those people who are out there advocating and having that awareness, once you're aware, you get to turn around and you can advocate too. Maybe it feels scary at first. Maybe it feels awkward to put it out there that, that there's something with your neurology that's just not the same as everyone else. But guess what? That doesn't make you weird in the bad way. It makes you a weirdo. You know, it doesn't make you, there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you as a person. This is like something that lives in your body with you. And when you get diagnosed, you get resources and you find other people who are similar to you and you have the ability to advocate and help bring awareness to other people. And all of these things I've shared are because of community. When you're in community, all of these things start naturally happening. It's hard to have all of this stuff just happen by yourself. So that is going to be the end of the topic for today. But I wanted to start a new little segment because I thought it would be funny because we've all been there. And I'm going to, <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to call it yet, but essentially what I want is for you to tell me your humorous or relatable ADHD moment stories like, oh my gosh, ADHD brain. Um, let me know if you want me to use your name or not. I will leave it completely anonymous, but you know those moments where you're like, oh my gosh, I can't even believe I just did that. Those are the kind of stories that I want. You can send it through 
the DMs at Carry Out Loud um, on Instagram, or you can go to contact me on carryoutloud.com. Send the story through, contact me. There's a box where you can put it in there. And what I want to do is I want to read some of these segments at the end of the show because, because once again, being in community, having that relatability and understanding you're not alone in some of like the silly shit that your ADHD brain does to you. I just felt like we needed to add that in, Lady Squad. So I'm just going to go for it. <laughs> so send me your stories and let me know if you want me to leave it anonymous. And with that, I am going to end today's show. I see you. I love you. I'm rooting for you always. Please stay a weirdo. Please stay that way and just be unabashedly you. And I will see you next time. Bye. Oh, hey, you're still here. Well, thank you for listening all the way through the episode. And I would like to ask a little favor of you because I'm trying to get to as many women with ADHD as possible. Please like, share, subscribe, give a five-star review. And you could even post a screenshot in your stories and tag me so that I can thank you because the more women that this podcast gets to, the more we can help women like us. So thank you so much for sticking around till the end. And I hope you have a great day. I'll see you next time. Bye.